witches and poison, prunus and ghosts, verdant north like spooks the most. Welcome to a fall episode of Verdant North. Here's your host, Caroline Hallstrom. What's up, Caroline? Uh, hi, Randy. <laughs> we have a full house tonight. I'm very excited. We have Nikki Lyons. Hello. And we have Dan Hudson. Hello, hello. And we have a few fun things to do, a little bit of Q&A, a little bit of uh, update, and I want to share a cool experience I had with Wicked Plants. Hmm. And uh, I believe my buddy Dan here has a tree, a tree of the day. Tree of the day, tree a, of the pod. A tree of the pod, tree of the, of the month. plant. Tree of the month. Okay, so <laughs> let's go ahead and start the episode out with some Q&A questions, Mr. Randy. Okay, if you could, oh, this is from Sawyer, by the way, okay. just to put a name to it, actually, from uh, before I start asking, because they're fun questions. Uh, Sawyer asks, if you could turn your worst enemy into a giant, into a plant, what would it be? Just a plant, not a giant plant. Excuse it's me. Just a plant. Mm-hmm. My worst enemy. I want to turn them into a plant. Mm, I would turn them into creeping charlie <laughs> no way that's so prolific and perennial but people always like spray it with pesticides and stuff do you think it hurts it i, I think it feels pain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just get to suffer and and uh i would do burn. i would do skunk cabbage because <laughs> it smells awful and people would be like oh look there's something cool oh no god you're terrible and Banned in a lot of places. So, I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard of skunk cabbage. Either have I. That's, it sounds terrible. Like Oh. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible thing. <laughs> Note to self, uh, do an episode on skunk cabbage. <laughs> next, next week, skunk cabbage. Skunk cabbage. Neither cabbage nor skunk. Discuss. No. All right. Um, I don't know if I can think of a specific plant. Like, I don't have any, like, vendettas against any specific plant. So maybe just some sort of weed I could just, like, step on. Just sound, like, real creepy. Just, like, squish something. So Yeah, a creepy squish. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the creepy squishable plant, that's my, that's my choice. Okay, what was the next question, Randy? Uh, what plant would you want to be if you could be a plant? Hmm. Oh, weird. What plant would I want to be? I, I really don't want to be a plant. I don't either. I was thinking about an oak tree. Hmm. I stole it from you before you could even use it. Quarkus. <laughs> because oak trees are really important for a lot of different species. Like lots of pollinators and birds and stuff like that. Plus they live a very long time and they got those cool big twisty branches. That is true. They do have those cool twisty branches. So what would you want to be? Arguably one of the coolest looking trees. <laughs> okay, I will argue. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do, okay, do, I got do, it. Do. I would be a uh, quaking aspen. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Also one of my favorite trees. But I just love how they, uh, the wind, when it goes through the leaves of the tree, they all shake. <laughs> Like it's doing jazz hands, and they look really pretty in the fall. 
<laughs> what would you be? Um, I'm going to go a little out of the box. I'm going to say a dandelion. Okay. They're, they just seem tough. Like, I don't know, something about them seems tough. I like them. They do have that big-ass taproot. Yeah. They're formally, yeah. they are like a pioneer plant, right? They're yes. everywhere, and they get yep. they grow easy. So. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think when, like, the little pieces fly off, I think they do, can just kind of land and grow, and so just kind of everywhere. Does this mean that you want to have, like, 600 children? No, no. <laughs> you can be fermented into dandelion wine. Well, that's hey, true. Plus, yeah. plus, you don't have to pay child support when you're a dandelion. So you can have 600 yes. kids, but that's true. it they costs all you just nothing. Float away. That's true. Yeah, but if they just like pop off my back like a gremlin, like <laughs> I have no more, like no more responsibility for them. Cool. All right. What plant would you be, Randy? Uh, I think I would be. Rumbling through my head, I jokingly said fern earlier. No, I don't believe in that answer. <laughs> uh, I'll be a pot plant man, uh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Blaze it, guys! <laughs> hey, if it's legal, depends it, on what state I'm in. Yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> Those are good questions. Thank you. If you have crazy obscure questions or plant questions, please do. Oh, wait, there's one more question. There is one more I'm question. I'm too soon. I'm too soon. Take back. Yeah. All right. Sawyer would be upset. Last question. Uh, what are some strange looking plants to grow in worship of Cthulhu? So it may usher in a new age of madness. <laughs> I am sticking with fern on this one. Lots of ferns. <laughs> Lots of ferns. Um, I thought about this and I, I thought about it in the context of house plants. So yeah. I came up with two house plants. Um, one of them being the Hindu rope. Um, it's also known as a Hoya, uh, Carnosa compacta. Uh, it has these cool little pink star shaped flowers, but in general, it does have these weird tentacle looks to it with these leaves that fold on top of each other. Not quite oh, like cool. suction cups, but still it's a funky looking mm-hmm botanical chain and and they grow in hanging baskets so that would be quite tentacular i think um the other one i thought of was sanservaria cylindrica there is a hybrid known as starfish sanservaria which looks like a green hand coming out of the ground i thought that would also be you know praise hands upwards to you know (laughs) <laughs> that's Cthulhu. Cool. yeah i'll throw in there um one that's coming to mind euphorbia oh <laughs> I, think, I think it's euphorbia like cristata or something like that okay it's something uh something along those lines um but it looks otherworldly it looks like uh it's made out of something that you can like poke or pinch or squeeze Okay. And it just it looks like an underwater like coral or something like that. Okay. And it it grows in like weird non normal like ways. It looks kind of neat. All right. Well, those are those are all good options for those of you wishing to usher in a new tentacle tastic future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like those questions. Those are fun. Okay. Let's let's get on with it. Um. Gotta see what I have up here. Oh, yeah. I wanted to tell you guys mm. about this really cool experience I had meeting kind of a, a plant hero of mine. Her name is Amy Stewart. And she wrote the book, The Drunken Botanist. 
I have that book. Good book. Yeah. And she wrote the book Wicked Plants, which we talked about last time. Well, not last time. I mean last year. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is actually a traveling um, display about Wicked Plants that Amy Stewart helped make. So I think it was like the South Carolina Arboretum um, that reached out to her and they were like, you do these great talks. We have these like spooky poisony gardens, but we kind of want something that is not based on the season or one location. So we want to make a traveling science display, interactive wicked plants thing. And so she worked with them um, and it, and she and the display came to uh Minnesota's own Bell Museum on the St. Paul campus. So um, she gave a talk first talking about like different things she learned and different cool stuff about different wicked plants. These plants aren't all like poisonous or intoxicating. Some of them are just plants that have caused tons and tons of damage or are really creepy looking plants or parasites to plants. Um, She brought up some interesting points. Um, The book Wicked Plants on the front talks about the plant that killed Lincoln's mother. Um, And that was a fun fact for me to learn. There's a a flower called snake root, white Mm. snake root. And it is a weed that grows all over. It's in my yard. It's all over the country, basically. I could be more specific on range, but pretty much all over. Snake root? Yeah, white snake root. Huh. White snake root. It has just the, like the band White Snake. Yeah, it's everywhere except rootsier. <laughs> you know, <laughs> more acoustic, I guess. I don't know, but um, this plant has little white flowers that are, look nice for like a week, and then it looks kind of yucky after that. Um, mm. But it blooms, and what? This is how Lincoln's mom died. Uh, cows would eat this weed because they're just grazing and browsing and eating whatever, and then they would digest it, and the poison would be excreted in their milk. So people would just uh, go milk the cow and go inside, and then they would succumb to milk sickness, is what they called it, because they had no idea it was coming from the white snake root, and it wasn't happening in Europe. Like they didn't really know what to do about this so that's so weird that was a cool talk and she was also talking about how everybody buys like the little plugs for their electrical outlets (laughs) and nobody knows about the plants in their own yard and stuff like white snake root or like those trumpet flowers um or belladonna like there Mm. are really poisonous weeds in your yard that your kid could get in their mouth and everyone's worried about the plug-ins inside when the ratio of like (laughs) electrical injuries versus plant poisonings is a huge difference it's just like really we're blind to this plant world and we just choose to not worry about it so i never thought of that i wonder how many i wonder how big of a issue that is i tried to look it up and i was not She had a slide about it, and I know she was citing some references, but the best I could find was there were more than 28,000 calls to poison control in 2017, and 20% Mm. of electrical injuries are to kids. So those are two unrelated facts, and those are the only two facts I could find that were close. (laughs) And I'm like, this doesn't doesn't quite match. Dang it. Um, 
<laughs> but anyways, I, I, I go and I see her talk. And afterwards, there's this signing thing where I could bring my little books up and I have both of them. And <laughs> I was given the Drunken Botanist book by at least two other people. I got three copies of it somehow one year for Christmas. So I kept the one that my friend Marnie wrote. Happy birthday. This book was written for you, Caroline. And gave it to Amy Stewart and told her about how I love this book and I love her so much and I turned into a lame fan girl. <laughs> and she heard me out and, and I was like, and I do this podcast, but don't worry, we beep the swear words. And she was like, you don't have to beep the swear words for me. Ha ha, cool lady. So... I got her to sign both my Wicked Plants book and my Drunken Botanist book. And then I went and I saw the cool display, the Wicked Plants display. It's very interactive. There's lots of little videos. There's some music-y stuff. There's some cool hidden displays where you have to use like a funky magnifying glass to see the hidden words. There's a little bit of whodunit where you have to try and figure out how did these people die. And um, it was really cool. It was it was a cool display. I recommend checking it out. I believe it is in town until the end of the year. Wicked. So wicked cool. Wicked and this plans. is in town in Minneapolis. It's St. Paul, actually. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. My mistake. Right off campus. You could take the campus connector. Uh, uh. Or the number three bus line. <laughs> so in in the other in in the bigger world of cool things that authors and plant people are doing things in, in that context. Um, I wanted to mention that Amanda Thompson, the author of kiss my aster, we had an interview with her in previous seasons. She's got a new podcast called garden, the garden girls. And she's also got a YouTube video series called Mud Life Crisis. Hmm. Um, and if you like funky, sassy, vintage wearing, realistic ladies doing a cool show, maybe check it out. Um, also, I wanted to say congrats to Plantrama for winning gold medals at the 2019 Gardencom Media awards so hey good for them we we don't have the funds to travel to podcast garden communicator shows at this point maybe one day i don't know i don't know how the general plant community is gonna like transition to the dark side where we are here you know what i'm saying if you want us to go to a podcast festival please donate to us at ko-fi.com backslash verdant north So that's all the cool stuff going on. Oh, also, we had a request online to do another crossover episode like we had done for Epic Gardening with um, with Matt from Epic Gardening. Oh, yeah. The Epic Man. You're going to have to. Uh, is it Jeff? No. Uh, Eric. Kevin. Kevin Espiritu. Kevin Espiritu. There we are. We're okay. going to edit that out. We're going to edit that out. <laughs> Oh, and we were asked to do a crossover episode like we did with Kevin Espiritu from Epic Gardening, mm. but with plant, um, with indefensive plants. They are science heavy, 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 and they Ooh, do really cool stuff. So. <laughs> and they like us? <laughs> well, they're in the I'm same... I'm sure they haven't listened. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in the same Gardening Podcasters Collective group on Facebook, and I sent a Facebook message, so hey, fingers <laughs> crossed. Maybe if more viewers demand it, 
on their end, they'll give in to us. I'm not sure. Nice. Good. Cross-pollination. Cross-pollination. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're all going to create fake Twitter accounts and harass in defensive plans until they come on this podcast. I'm going to use my real one. <laughs> I think we can just hire a Russian firm to do that. I heard that's pretty easy. I will lay down Ooh. all my science knowledge, all, all of it. <laughs> take about a tweet and it'll be good and call it a day. So that's all the, that's all the cool stuff that I've been reading about in the, in the gardening communicators world. Mm. It, was, it was a good time. Check out the museum. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Well, hey Dan. Yeah. Don't you have a tree of the month of the of the pod? Oh, don't die. Tree of the moment. There is a tree. <laughs> a tree for your tomorrow. <laughs> a tree for me. So I was poking around looking at sand cherry. Poking around. I was poking around. Oh. <laughs> looking at the sand cherry. Sand cherries, huh? So these are uh, sh- shrubs. Shrubbery. A shrubbery. They grow in like sandy, rocky kind of areas. So poor, <laughs> poor, yeah. so poor soils, uh, excessively drained, <laughs> right? So like sand, like a beach. Okay. Right? So like still wet, but the water doesn't hang around, right? All right. You get the idea. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, they're about two to six feet tall most of the time. They grow in these dense, like kind of low, little bushy clusters. Um, they are asexual, so they sort of like reproduce from their own roots. Okay. They'll like send up a little sprout out of their roots and like grow a new bush. Nice. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um you're asexual and you grow bushes. The same one. <laughs> uh, but they have like white flowers. They have leathery leaves. Um, so they're pretty drought tolerant. Yeah. Um, and they make these little cherries. I don't think the cherries are good to eat at all. Uh, Do they birds taste like sand? <laughs> they uh, Probably. <laughs> um, but what's interesting about this sand cherry is there's an ornamental variety. Someone crossed it with something nice and made a pretty sweet ornamental shrub. Uh, It grows about eight feet tall. Uh, I think they call it plum leaf sand cherry. Um, But the the leaves are sort of like reddish purple. um, And it has whitish pink blossoms. I like it. So like like if you think of um, any of those like prunus species like the flowers just look beautiful right like the like the japanese like the cherry blossom yeah all that kind of crap so like that kind of <laughs> gives you an idea of like what this what this looks like it's like a little bush covered in flowers looks super cool uh they're very easy to care for so because they're so drought tolerant like you don't have to baby them they like shitty soil <laughs> um they do need some amount of sun so full to part sun okay um and they don't live that long so they live like 10 to 15 years and then you gotta just chuck them because they're prone to various diseases okay um but that's all right that's no reason not to have one (laughs) you know i mean i plant annuals it'd be kind of nice if i only had to do that once every decade (laughs) yeah right right? so (laughs) 
Um, anyway, they're very hardy in the winter, so they're great for the Midwest. Yay. Um, and they can be heavily pruned. Prunus can be pruned. What? Prune up the prunuses. So you could do like hedge stuff. You can do, I don't know if you could do topiary with them, but like you can kind of make them look neat. You can shape them how you like. Nice. You don't just have to like let it go how it's going to go. Most of us do like to let things go how they're going to go. We don't want to like. Well, let's face it. Not like we're lazy. Obsessive. <laughs> What's that? We're lazy. Yeah. Yeah. You can say that again. But We're you're lazy. lazy. So you probably don't want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I wanted to alert the wider world to this sweet ornamental sand cherry variety. Go check it out. You heard it here on Verdant North, folks. Sand cherries are where it's at. Go buy one, yo. <laughs> and stick it in the ground. <laughs> Okay. All right, that's that's what I got. That's my sand cherry bit. <laughs> well, cool. We talked about wicked plants. We talked about Lincoln's mom dying. We talked about all the things. All the things today. I feel good. Quick, Randy, roll the credits. As always, thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find us online at advertentnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at Verdant North. And like us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. You can also email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. You can listen to Verdant North on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Please like, rate, comment, and share the podcast. I can't beg you enough. Please do all of that. We need all the attention. Please. Uh, we honestly don't pay for any advertising, and we don't have any networks backing us. This is just us. So uh, if you wonder where we go, we're we're doing personal crap, and we got to do stuff. So uh, <laughs> like, the, mo- the more we, we know you listen to us, the better it is. The means the more episodes you get, probably. Um, <laughs> It, it could happen. <laughs> could happen. Uh, even further, if you really like us, uh, you could always contribute to Verdant North, uh, and you can donate to us at Kofi.com backslash Verdant North. That's ko-fi.com backslash Verdant North. And if you give a nice message, we'll read it on the air. You want to promote a project, promote a, your business, or just say hi and give us a nice message, we'll read it on air. You can contact Caroline with any questions through at Verdant North on Twitter. She also has her own personal Twitter account, Miss Oline, if you want that. But Miss Oline. Miss Oline. It's a zero. No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a proper name, I'll care. <laughs> I'm going to legally change my name to I, Miss Oline with a zero, it, and you'll have to eat your own words. You should put an umlaut over that zero. <laughs> uh, you can find Dan avoiding milk sickness, um, <laughs> but he's also at... You can find Nikki mixing that uh, milk sickness drink for him. And, and you can also find me at Marlon underscore Rando on Twitter if you want to talk to me about, you know, whatever. Who knows? Engineering, I guess. <laughs> about sound. Um, as always, special thanks to Brie Edisted and Dewey Vu for their graphic design that they've done for us. And extra big thanks for Corey Hartoon and his work as a webmaster for keeping us on the web. Happy birthday, Corey. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> That's coming back around again. You'll yeah. <laughs> a broken clock's yes. right twice a day. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. I, I thought. It, yeah, we're about halfway there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you to Minneapolis band Prozac Rat and their Volcanus Project for letting us use their tunes. And as always, thanks for listening. And always remember, it's okay right to kill, kill plants. plants. Bye. <laughs>